Hello, my little nightmares. People who lurk in the dark. People want to chill down their spine. I'm your host at McKay, and I'm here with Harrison Sawyer. And you are listening to Conjuring Nightmares. Our topic for today is the toy box killer. Now, this man didn't have any victims. Couldn't find any bodies to lurk him to these killings. However, the court said otherwise. Because he had a satanic den, he would like to call his trailer, his torture room, to kill these innocent females who can be easy to handle. So sit back, relax, get yourself a blanket, get yourself some food, turn off the lights, and enjoy this nightmare. Hi, welcome to Conjuring Nightmares. I hope you guys know the intro. Disclaimer here, please be 14 and older because we are going to be talking about a lot of, actually no, not 14 and older, 16 and older. We're going to be talking a lot about rape blood uh torture devices murder murder, all that so the topic for today is the toy box killer if you don't know who the toy box killer is his name is davy parker ray he was born on november 6 1939 and not a lot of people talk about him and i and i i think that's a huge freaking problem let me just tell you because first of all First of all, I think this killer killed over 60 women. All right. No bodies were found, though. But they did find torture devices. And his partners actually told the police that he was killing these women. And, of course, saying the number six over 60 is kind of a lot. We're here to figure out what's true and what's not true. What do you think, Harrison? I don't know. I mean, just looking at the pictures that you sent over... He looks like a crazy person. I mean, especially that Satan den. I mean, if you look at the pictures too, dude, he has like a chair, like in the middle of the room where you hook people up. If people don't know, this guy was into BDSM and rope, cuffs, torture. He would explain these. He was like proud of it. Now you're probably wondering what made him like this. Well, it's surprising because it was his daughter. Jesse, just Jesse Ray. That was her name. Really? And I bet so Ray was divorced four times Jeez. and had two children. And the person who exposed him was his one of his daughters. You can't really like like first of all, why would she maybe maybe she did lie about this. Let's 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 bring this up, right? There's questions that we're gonna be asking. Why did the daughter bring this up to the police? Why did she know? Or was she just terrified that her father actually did all these things, so she told the police? That's that's the question. Why, how, and what was his motive? I think his motive was just sex, if I'm being honest. Yeah, usually that's, like, the motive. That, or maybe he had a bad past where, you know, he was raped. Could be that. So, let's talk about his toy box. He also called it Satan's Den, but he was also called his toy box. Which, I should have said in the intro, but if, you, if people don't know what the toy box is, it was this trailer that he had that apparently, apparently, he would take these females and torture them and then kill them, rape them, torture, like, whip them, force them to do, like, unspeakable acts to themselves. And it's obvious that his daughter knew that he had this sexual thing 
Even though no bodies were found, his daughter said that he killed several women suspected by the police to have murdered as many as 60 women from Arizona and New Mexico. So he was going back and forth. Now, unfortunately, he has passed away on May 28th, 2002. How old was he? Hold on. How old was the toy box killer? I think he was 63. 62. Oh. Yes, 62. On March 19th, 1999, 22-year-old Cynthia was hooking in a parking lot in Albuquerque, New Mexico, when a man claimed to be an undercover cop told her she was under arrested for solicitation of sex work and put her in the back of his car. This is what um, Cynthia said. He told me I was under arrest and he put handcuffs on me. The man was Davy Parker Ray. And he brought Cynthia to his nearby soundproof trailer, which he called his toy box. He then chained her into a, it's kind of like a table. You know, like, they put, like, surgical people, like, when they're giving surgery or, like, basically like that and tie them down. That's basically what he was doing. Um, Which was in the center of the trailer, and it was also, like, a chair. Over the next three days, she was raped and tortured with the help from his girlfriend and compliant. Cindy Hendy. So his girlfriend and his daughter knew this too. Two of them used whips, medical instruments, electric shock, and other sexual instruments to torture Cynthia. Before torture, Ray would play a casket tape with a recording detailing exactly what she would force to endure. Now, that's kind of messed up. Viewers, I want you to imagine this. Close your eyes and imagine this. You get arrested, right? He brings you to his trailer. He ties you down to like a surgical table. He sits you up and he plays a video of what is about to happen to you. He wanted to see your face in total shock, begging for mercy. His girlfriend would do it with him too. And his daughter told the police. But imagine three days of electric shock, whipping, raping. This poor woman... She thought she was arrested, but it was a lot worse than that. I just want you to think about that. Could you imagine, Harrison, like, you tied down, and this guy just, like, comes up to you. Like, this guy just plays a tape like it's nothing. It's like, eh, yeah, you're gonna, this is what I'm gonna do to you. Yeah, it seems like there's a good amount of serial killers that do that. They love to see the shock Mm -hmm. on their victim's face. Yeah. And it just seems like that's... A very popular thing that they do right and unfortunately on the casket ray explained that he sorry she was to refer to him only as master and the woman with him as mistress and never speak unless spoken to first he went to, on to explain exactly how he would rape and torture her oh that's just disgusting now think about this his girlfriend was involved i didn't know this um, but his girlfriend was involved Apparently, his daughter probably told everyone. No, we don't know if this is true. The way that his daughter might have found out is if she walked in. Maybe even he was asleep because it doesn't look like he could have slept in the trailer from the looks of all the tools on the wall Mm -hmm. and everything. So maybe one night she walked in and she saw it. Maybe she noticed him constantly bringing girls home. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... She probably suspected something. If you, if people want to know what the girlfriend's name was, her name was Cindy Hendy. This is what Cynthia 
told investigators. The way he talked, I didn't feel like this was his first time. It was like he knew what he was doing. He told me I was never going to see my family again. He told me he would kill me like the others. On the third day, while Ray was at work, Hendy accidentally, which is this Hendy, accidentally left the keys to Cynthia's restraints on a table near where she was chained while she left the room. Seizing the opportunity, Cynthia lunged for the keys and was able to free her. Cindy attempted to stop her, but Cynthia stabbed her in the neck with an ice pick when she approached. She ran out of the trailer naked, wearing only a slave collar and a padded lock chains. Desperation, she knocked on the door of a nearby mobile home. The owner of the house brought Cynthia in and called the police, who promptly arrested both Ray and Hendy. People don't know I'm getting this. I'm getting at allthatinteresting.com. If you guys want to look at this, please go ahead. Cynthia talked to reporters in 2011 about being tortured by David Parker Ray in 1999. So it's obvious that it was probably his daughter who confronted them, Jesse Ray. Um, Again, he was divorced four times. And of course, we're going to get into the backstory once we figure out, you know, some things. I think he did it. I'm I'm not going to lie. I think he did it. Because what kind of person what kind of person says that and there are episode suggestions and there'll be one of what you guys think about this podcast what do you think actually happened to the toy box killer you know what did did he actually do this so now that we understand what's going on let's talk about his childhood shall we during his childhood ray and his younger sister peggy lived with their grandfather he was he was violent David's father was an alcoholic. He was abusive, who wanted to corrupt his son's innocence by giving him pornographic magazines. And these weren't like, it was like BDSM pornography, like beating women, whipping them, treating them like objects. And then during his high school in Mountaineer, I don't know if I said that right, if and I'm so sorry, New Mexico, he was also bullied by his peers for his shyness around girls. Now, during this time, he is, you know, you know, he's being bullied. He's using drugs and alcohol and pornography to express himself. But there's also a bad thing. If you want to talk about his sexual fantasies, uh, Harrison, go ahead. Please feel free to do that. Honestly, just hearing some of his childhood, it definitely sounds like that mm-hmm. is a huge reason on why he did what he did. And I mean, it's it's so obvious that he did all of these crimes. Right. Uh, so his fantasies were of raping, torturing, and even murdering women during his teenage years. Around this time, his sister discovered drawings as well as porn photographs of bondage acts (laughs) i would like to say this um if people don't know what's going on in teenagers mind i mean harrison and i are harrison's 19 i'm 18 i think we can understand that the development of a brain of a teenager i mean we're still developing right now but we can understand what we've we've heard out on the news how pornography is like kind of and not all are bad i'm not saying if you watch it you're a bad person Okay, I'm not saying that at all. However, there are some things that can get addicting and can actually lead people to doing this. 
it's a swell of in the brain and it makes them feel so good but it can also like make them think of weird things and let's not forget that he drew pictures of beating women of bondage acts sorry to interrupt you harrison keep going please sorry that's fine uh so after high school he received an honorable discharge from the u.s army where his service also included work as a general mechanic um ray was also divorced four times and had two children including his daughter which helped jesse ray it is believed that Ray began his killing spree sometime during mid-1950s, which only came to light with the escape of Cynthia. I think it's obvious. Now, I don't think he killed over 60 women. I don't think that. But I think, this is what I think. We know that he takes women who put themselves out there for sex, for money, for drugs, like hookers, prostitutes, strippers. Someone that he can handle. Someone who can, like, be like, oh, he's an undercover cop. Because if you think about this, this is also what happened in the Night Stalker. He pretended to be a cop. He got these girls into his car and drove them, raped them, and killed them. But it's obvious that these these people know that, oh, if I dress up as a cop, I can get with a lot of stuff. And I'm not saying all cops are like that, okay? I don't want any controversy. But this, to be honest, this happens more frequently than you know, listeners, unfortunately. Um, if you scroll down, it'll, we, we'll be talking about the inside the toy box that you can read, Harrison. But, like, I want to get your opinion. Do you think that right now, during the justice system, during police, you know, do you think it's harder for us to trust police officers, especially knowing that serial killers can just automatically dress up as an undercover cop? Absolutely. I mean, that's like, if you're ever pulled over and you somehow escape from one of these people, going up to the police and saying, hey, a police officer pulled me over, did all of this, it's definitely going to be harder for people to believe you but it's definitely happening more and more both serial killers doing it Mm -hmm. and just normal people getting lights and sirens on their car and pulling people over and either beating them or robbing them and it's just becoming more and more popular and and let's bring up this too a lot of people who have gone through this are people of, of a different race that aren't white and females have you noticed that it seems like people like it's usually white people who are the most insane serial killers it's just kind of terrifying all right so have you found the uh story inside the toy yes. box all right take it away yeah all right so after arresting ray the police gained a warrant to search his home and trailer and what they found shocked and disturbed them. Ray's toy box contained a surgical-type table in the middle with a mirror mounted to the ceiling so his victims could see the horrors delivered upon them. Littering the floor were whips, chains, pulleys, straps, clamps, leg spreader bars, surgical blades and saws as well as numerous sex toys there was a wooden contraption used to bend over and immobilize raise victims while he and his friends would rape them i think that's 
terrifying that he added a mirror. Yeah, like I said before, a lot of these serial killers, they love to see this, the fear in these victims' faces. And adding a, a mirror, I mean, that's just messed up. Right. And just knowing that, especially with the tape in the mirror, so he wanted these girls to know, this is what's going to happen to you, and you're going to watch it, and I'm going to enjoy it. It is crazy to think that we have people in this world in this world that think this was this this normal for them i am sour found of course or webs gag balls on the walls were detailed diagrams showing different methods and techniques for inflicting pain in the trailer of the toy box killer the police also discovered a videotape from 1996 showing a terrified woman being raped and tortured by Ray and his girlfriend. That's absolutely disgusting. Indeed. With the publicity surrounding the arrest of David Parker Ray, considering the disturbing circumstances of his crime, another woman came forward with a similar story. Angelica was an acquaintance of Ray's whose, after visiting his house to borrow cake mix, had been drugged, raped, tortured by Ray before being left by a highway out in the desert. There she was found by police, but they had no follow-up on her case. Dude, could you imagine just, like, knocking on your, on your neighbor's door? Asking for cake mix, and he's like, "Oh yeah, come in here, have a drink." You drink it, yeah. And he just drugs you, takes you to his trailer, rapes you, tortures you, and makes you suffer. And then probably she—he probably gagged her, changed, like put handcuffs on her, put him in his car, drove to the desert, dropped him off, dropped her off, and left like like nothing happened. Ray would often use drugs that would induce amnesia and memory loss in his victims, like sodium phenolthal and phenobarbital, so they could not properly remember what happened to them. Oh my gosh. Okay, so I don't think that his daughter confronted him. I don't think that. People say that she was the one. I don't think she was the one who reported it to the police. Because you're about to find something out. We said this, and I said, I don't think she did. Listen closely. I'll make the sound real good. With a stronger case with two victims testifying to the crimes, the police were able to press Hendy, who quickly folded and began telling what she knew of the murders. Her testimony led the police to discover that Ray been helped in the abductions and murders by his daughter, Glenda Jesse Ray, and a friend, Dennis Roy Yancey. Yancey admitted to participating in the murder of Mary Parker, a woman who was abducted, drugged, and tortured for days by Ray and his daughter before Yancey strangled her to death in 1997. Now we have the abduction of Kelly Garrett. After releasing some details about the woman in the video, she was identified by her ex-mother-in-law as Kelly Garrett a former friend of Ray's daughter. On July 24th, 1996, Garrett, after getting in a fight with her then-husband, 
decided to spend the night playing pool at a local salon with Jesse. Jesse refeed Garrett's beer, and she and her father placed a dog collar and leash on her and brought her to his trailer. He then raped and tortured her for two days, keeping her on date rape drugs the while. That means during the time she was there, they kept drugging um, her. After these two days, Ray slit her throat and dumped her on the side of the road. Miraculously, Garrett survived the encounter, but no one, neither her husband nor police, believed her story. In fact, her husband, believing she had cheated on him that night, filed for divorce that year. Are you serious? Can you imagine, can you imagine going through that? And then she had a the throat slit too. Husband. How come? How come they didn't see the throat slit? They're like, oh, no. Well, oh, she did it herself. Maybe they thought it was out of guilt for cheating on him. Dude, this is what I don't like. Right? They think they. Here's the thing: a lot of police officers. I'm not saying all. Here, I'll say some. Some police police officers. Some police officers, they just do lazy work. They really do. And unfortunately, that sucks. Yeah, I definitely feel like police officers can do better with investigating. And sadly, even when it's handed over to actual investigators, right. it's still pretty sloppy work. I mean, think about it. And that's why a lot of cases aren't solved. A too. lot of them are cold cases or they blame someone else. And even though there's no handprints, no nothing... They blame them because they're like, oh, you're at, this, you're at the crime scene. Or they make one mistake and say something wrong. Yeah, exactly. Due to the effects of the drugs, Garrett had limited re recollection of the events over those two days, but remembered being raped by the toy box killer. These drugs, as well as the socioeconomic standing of many of the women involved, made it difficult for their testimony to be readily accepted by jurors. Though he was able to be two of the cases put against him, the toy box killer was ultimately sentenced to 224 years in prison for numerous offenses involved in the abduction and sexual torture of these three women. Jesse Ray received a sentence of nine years. Cindy Hendy was given 36 years in prison. David Parker Ray died of a heart attack on May 28, 2002, a mere three years into his sentence. How many more victims are there? In their investigation of David Parker Ray's trailer, police found evidence of several more killings, including diaries written by Ray, where he detailed the murder of at least 50 other women. Despite the evidence, the authorities were unable to create cases from them. Well, that sucks. I don't know why they didn't use that. Yeah, I don't understand how they couldn't. Maybe it's maybe it could be because he died and he couldn't really, you know, do much. But I mean, I guess that was enough enough justice to be honest him having a heart attack 224 years 224 years i i think he should have gone the death penalty now i don't really like the death penalty <clears throat> because 
I believe some people that are in the death penalty are actually mentally ill and that they should get help. I mean, of course, stay in prison, right? But put them in a physician, you know? But sometimes, if they don't apologize for anything, I I think they should get it. Though Hendy and Yancey both identified areas they believed were disposed of these bodies. Police found no human remains in any of these locations. It is believed that a serial killer who put this amount of effort into his horrifying toy box and who killed numerous women over many years would likely have had a greater number of victims. The many unidentified personal effects and jewelry found in his trailer also point to a greater number of victims for the toy box killer. We're still getting good leads, FBI spokesman Frank Fisher said about the toy box killer in 2011. As long as we're getting those leads, and as long as the exposure in the press keeps generating interest in the case, we're going to keep investigating this. And that is all we know, the toy box killer. Now, let's talk about this, right? Honestly, I think he did kill over 50 women. However, I think there's more victims out there. Because here's the thing, if you're into BDSM, of course you're going to be wearing a mask and stuff and, like, make yourself, like, maybe he was wearing a mask, maybe he wasn't. Maybe he drugged these people way too much. All I know is that his daughter was okay with this. His daughter was okay with this. I thought she confronted the police, which I'm so sorry for that false information, but no. It was his girlfriend that just blur out her mouth. I believe we should all understand that Cynthia is still alive and it is insane to know how much pain she's probably going. It sucks. It really does. There's people out there. This is absolutely sad and I think both Jesse and Cindy should have gotten way more time. I think they both, I mean, they helped. They helped. They knew about it. They helped. They didn't say anything. And I don't think they ever mentioned what happened to his friend that helped with a murder, but hopefully he got a lot of time because he literally killed someone. He admitted to it. Now, listeners, thank you for listening to our nightmare. But please remember, the world might be big and a happy place, full of life, but be careful and beware. There are some monsters lurking in the dark with you.